It's time for another edition of Make Us a Mixtape. My name is Paul Farvar. I'm, uh, I'm Marty DeRosa. You are not Marty DeRosa. I you are be. Kyle Scanlon. Yes, he is sitting in for the elusive Marty DeRosa this week. Yep. Uh, you might have heard a couple weeks ago, Marty made announcements. He's taking a little break. He'll be back. But uh, friend of the show. Kyle Scanlon yeah. has decided to oh, step in. Well, Marty's the friend of the show. I'm the show now. I know. I see you trying to uh, Jay Leno your way into this <laughs> show, but uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, but I uh, wore all denim today. What do you mean? <laughs> we uh, we are doing the show. Uh, we had to take a few weeks off. We're back. We have guests, everything like that. If you um, want to respond to anything, paulmartymix at gmail.com. Paul Marty Kyle Mix. No, it's, <laughs> it's still paulmartymix Paul at gmail.com. Marty Kyle Mix. If you uh, want to play along at home and you want to give us your mixtape, uh, please do so as well. Uh, and you can message par- Marty Paul Kyle at no, gmail.com. Paulmartymix at gmail.com. Uh, we have a special guest uh, joining us. Today, all the way uh, from sunny Florida, John Selman. Hello. Hey, we're, John. Hey, we're doing it. We're yeah, here. you're here. You're uh, you. You came all the way to Chicago for this podcast. I know, and I barely have seen you while I've been here. I haven't. This is the first time we're hanging out. That's that's a lie. But yeah. okay, that's it. We've seen each other a lot in the past two days, huh? Yeah. What you guys? What you guys been doing? We did another podcast, actually. Damn. Good story. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> this is riveting. Really taking off. I'm glad you made the trip. Yeah. This is good. I walked here. No, I made that joke on the other podcast. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Um, what if they listen to them back to back? No, that Paul? one's not going to air for a long time. But this one's going to air right away. So this is what almost live. Singles only? Yeah, podcast? singles only. The other award-winning podcast, I might add. Yeah. The world okay. popular I mean, blank. That you've never done. Oh, no, you did. I do did it, it one time. Yeah, yeah. That's I fine. did it over Zoom. That's right. Because mm. COVID. Because of COVID, which is over now. We beat it. We, we did beat it. it. John, did you uh, did you ever make mixtapes when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or playlists. What, well, you what know, do you, you guys it? remember LimeWire? Yeah, had that. of course. I remember you, getting viruses. You, it spends like it takes like an hour to download like five sure. a song, and then it ends up being like so. Like the new Tool album would come out, and then you'd you'd get like some random guy like playing guitar on a track. <laughs> but I remember that. Did you? Uh, what, what was the reason? Why were you making mixtapes? Were you like the tastemaker of your friends or trying to woo women? No, my taste in music, impeccable, obviously. So, <laughs> I mean, no one really wanted mine. It's sort of elevated kind of taste. But, I mean, I, did, I had CDs and then I would, wh- when we started streaming and stuff, I just, it, I, I used to call myself, I was like, I'm an album guy. You remember that? You're either an album yeah. guy or you're not, And that kind of, I think, has gone by the wayside, right? Albums are, are dying. So we don't have art. album guys anymore. And I even don't when know. I tr- Is that true? Well, I think... I don't think that's true. I have a lot of friends that buy a ton of albums. Oh, you mean like the records. You're talking yeah. about the music from beginning to end. No, yeah. What I mean is music from beginning to end, like sitting down and listening, listening to, to a whole album. Whole album oh. as Kyle's a not, Kyle doesn't understand. This is why you're I'm not a, a music, music insider. insider. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a music insider. I think that albums have fall, not the record, the actual physical album has fallen by the whale side, but the, the art of making an album so people listen to them from beginning to end is exactly, over. Exactly, People now, like Lucy Dacus, for example, or, or anyone good. that puts out an album, what they do is they'll, they'll slow drip it. They'll do a, a song a week and then... The album I mean, is eventually that's, out. That's basically the way, the best way to do it. Absolutely, now. it's a I great mean, way to do it. But 
what falls by the wayside is the concept of an album of listening to it all at once you know agreed yeah so what's a good album that just came out um lord huron that just came out like a week Who? ago lord huron oh lord huron has a new album yeah I didn't know that exactly no one does yeah they're good though they're great japanese i saw them in concert has a new one today who japanese breakfast has one today okay nice so why did you say it like that you don't like them no i do i i just i just these are things that like i don't i don't in the old days, you would hear when you were like excited when an album came out. Yeah, those are the Walkman but now days. things are yeah. Just, Paul, that was the eighties when you were yeah, like in 60s, your twenties, dude. 60s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so what was the purpose when you'd make mixtapes? So were you trying to just for yourself? Who would you make mixtapes for? Oh, you so you're you're kind of saying, did I make one for a babe? Did I do the whole? Or did like, you like show? Were you like the guy that was like the go-to for music in your friends? No, no. I had a friend who who figured out burning pretty early, mm-hmm. so he would he would do that like he would like when Eminem would have a new album or something but it was really just albums then like I didn't really you would burn whole albums you yeah. wouldn't make a mix of songs no because that's that's not the same that's thing. different yeah you know I'm euphemizing when was the last time you made a playlist or I got a ton tape? of playlists on Spotify I okay. pay for Spotify premium mm-hmm. don't they sponsor this Rich? podcast no Rich? we use iTunes Apple music here I don't well you're not a, you're not a music insider. As a music insider, I use Spotify <laughs> Premium. Yeah. See, so Paul, you're outnumbered. So who do you who and, do you make these playlists old. for? For yourself? For me? Yeah. For based on mood or whatever, a couple songs that I'm into, like I'll, I'll rotate like okay. a, a like a selection of like a catalog of songs or spin in, and then I'd squeeze all of the fuck juice out of them yeah. until there's none left, and then I move on. I, me and Paul are kind of like that too. Uh, yeah, we play, overlisten this just stuff. Just play this shit. Like play the over same six songs over and over. Absolutely. Over and over and over and over. And I over have an ongoing mixtape that I've made uh, a list that's 69 songs, and then I'll just cut things out and put things in. And it's, it's got to stay at 69. Stays at 69 generally. But I've shared the He's list 53. with 53. It's a good joke. Nah. <laughs> like, I love how my age just gets bigger and bigger. I miss Marty already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think what, what I do is the same. Yeah, like Kyle said, it's like you play the songs. How Your playlist, how big are these playlists that you... So... We're looking at I'm I'm probably thirty minutes to an hour per per each, you know. Got it. And I mean I make a ton of them and then I just kind of go through. But they're all for you. Yeah, yeah, everything's for me. Nothing. I never make one for like. Okay, I have, but it never really works out. Have you ever made a playlist for somebody and it's like they're like, "Holy crap, this is the best thing." Yeah, yeah, a lot. I was a tastemaker, yeah. but again, that's right. why I have the show. Well, you've also been alive for six decades. <laughs> yeah. It was just someone we were bound to get lucky. Listen, <laughs> when you make the mixtapes though for people, when you did do it in the past, yeah, where is it to to play what they you think they would like or to introduce to them to new stuff? Introduce. So, gotcha. okay, my favorite music artist of all time is Paul Simon, and I'm I know all his stuff. I've listened to all his albums, so I know the best Paul Simon songs. So mm-hmm. I will make you a Paul Simon playlist of stuff that can kind of wet your whistle. If you will, to introduce to get you them, yeah. Like if you like this, you'll like this song by Paul Simon. Yeah, or yeah. or like look what a amazing talent he is. Yeah, like well, l- sit and listen. You know, we will get into more Paul Simon, and we've talked about him a lot on this podcast. I think we have. Well, I I feel like we have because I I have strong opinions about him as well. I've so, seen him live a, a ton of times. Um, let's get into it. Let's right, talk let's to your. It. Let's do your podcast. Yeah, let's do your podcast. Your podcast. What's the first song, Paul? Hello, My Old Heart by Oh Hellos. You think this is what they named the band after? Because there's hello in it. Oh, hello and hello. 
great joke. Giant bits here. Yeah, that is quiet. <laughs> what else are we gonna do? And so it just goes on like this for about eight minutes. Yeah. So the <laughs> intro is ten minutes long. What, uh, tell us why this is how you started a list. Now, if, if Marty was here, he'd say, you already made a, a cardinal error by starting a mix with a super soft, slow song. Sure. I always start slow too, yeah. but I've learned through the podcast to stop doing that. But let's... This is more of a theme mix. Okay. What's, what I think it'd be a really good podcast if everybody made their podcast or their playlist the exact same. I think that would be good. That would be good, yeah. <laughs> what What's the theme of this podcast? Uh, your your, your mixtape? I think it's a it's a relationship. Okay. Breaking up, finding each other, seeing how things work, different ways relationships work. Um, this is a this is a beautiful song. He has like a butter smooth voice. It's a man and a woman. They harmonize well together. The song is about um, opening himself up again emotionally. And after it, being damaged? After, after It's kind of like you, Paul, just a huge wall around <laughs> your own heart. you know. And he's like, I haven't felt you in so long. I'm going to give this another shot. I'm going to go back in there. I'm going to open up, and I'm going to see how this feels. you know. Because he's, he's basically saying, I've been neglecting you, my heart. I've been neglecting you for so long. It's so weird to feel you again. I think I'm ready to give this thing another go. Are you a lyrics guy or a music I'm guy a, or both? I'm a melody first. Gotcha. So that's why I can't. So there's like pop punk, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I can't get into as much because the screamy stuff. I like screamy stuff if it's like Deftones more, you know. But I, I really like melody, simple, elegant, easy to understand melody that a kindergartner would say I can maybe catch on to that and then i like lyrics yeah i'm i'm the same way i think uh the melody is the hook for me and lyrics obviously are are very important but i think i like simple melodies and simple harmonies i think when i was a a music executive i would always tell Ooh. people keep it simple dude i love that you're always so bashful about telling us about <laughs> anything about your music paul two doesn't things like you, talking about himself yeah two things thing uh paul. two things you hear right away if uh, you hear about me is uh, the bands i've been and i was a lawyer <laughs> yeah so that's about all i got going you could be friends world. with you for a decade or for five minutes and i swear to god you that's know all the you'll same know. amount of shit the same <laughs> thing applies but no keeping it simple like i i always feel like uh the the chord progressions if you have something easy and you have great harmonies you're going to win me over you're going to win over a lot of people and i and i love the harmonies on this song how did you hear about uh this band the algo my uh spotify algo just threw it in my you might like this and you got into them and i or heard the song and it almost brought me to tears i was just it's just such a beautiful you almost cried song <laughs> Let's we'll right. see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is this is like my childhood again. <laughs> I I do like play the, the song th- again. Let's make him cry. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the theme of yourself because, like you, Kyle and I love sad super music. sad. I love music. it. Give me sad, baby. Yeah. Let's do I it. Love it. Do you? So I get made fun of because I listen to stuff like this when I'm working out too, and people are like, "How Same. do you do it? You do? Same. See, thank yeah, God. No, when I go or I go it's running." The thing is, I've heard my whole life that how do you listen to this? It's so sad. It makes me sad. And when I listen to sad music, I don't get sad. It, it sort of just is beautiful. It's back. I feel like 
people that listen to like, and most ninety percent of society listens to like upbeat, like beats, uh, sure. hip hop while they're working out. Sure, I just get distracted. I need to be like something soft, soft and mellow to like, yeah, it's to like get a little, into his mental state. A little coding, yeah. uh, audible coding. <laughs> Is that what we're doing here? Sure, yeah. or just regular coding. Can you regular. imagine like if you're playing basketball and people are like all like <laughs> they're playing like their beep their music and then also I'm like if it was my turn, <laughs> I put, <laughs> we're, all, we're at the YMCA. I'm like, hey guys, uh, mind if I put in some music? And then it's like Lucy Dacus, Phoebe Bridgers, and all this stuff. They're like people would start crying yeah. <laughs> instead of guarding, instead of playing defense. They just start well, crying. Maybe that's how you win your first game. Hey, that's it's all strategy um so i'm assuming um do you have other styles of music that you like besides sad and brooding well as i get older and this is something you can relate to because you're very old yeah yes. you're old we've already covered that aspect of the I show know. i just want to make <laughs> sure nauseum, that, that yes, everyone go ahead. understands yeah they got it yeah all right um yeah i just like this stuff more as i as i age i just i'm more folk more acoustic more melody driven when I was younger, it was all like I would just listen to like Limp Bizkit and stuff <laughs> like that. I mean, this is high school, obviously. It's well, you you're in you grew up in Florida. I did. That's I, like Limp Bizkit is your national anthem, right? Yeah, that's what we play at all the hockey games. <laughs> <laughs> I, in all seriousness, though, when you grew up, everyone listened to Limp Bizkit too. I think they were right? the biggest band in the world. Yeah. So well, in Florida, yeah. <laughs> well, Florida is the world when you live in Florida. Okay. How? Like, when did you stop listening to Limp Biscuit? What do you mean stop? <laughs> you still <laughs> listen to it? I have a playlist. Uh, it's called it's called Grandpa Hype, and I listen to it before shows. And it's all Limp Biscuit. It's a lot of Limp Biscuit. It's a lot Damn. of it's a lot of Limp Biscuit. It's a lot of stained. That sucks. It's stained. a lot of POD. Sucks. Dude, I was eighteen when that stuff came out. Yeah, I was like thirteen, and yeah. you don't see me going back to. I, I, I was. <laughs> I thought Faith was by Limp Biscuit. I didn't know. It was <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, dude, this song fucking rules. <laughs> what uh, What were the songs that didn't make the cut on this? Because obviously, you went with the theme. Were there songs that you were gonna put on this list, but they didn't match the theme, or that you thought? Because I know you and I talked about it, and there was a, you wanted to put a Creed song on, and you decided against it. God damn, man. <laughs> when I was... Let me it tell just you doesn't... It, now, when you and I were texting, what I just... Creed, what Creed song? Let me let me explain myself, no, all right? No, no. You tell me <laughs> right now. Take it now. easy, okay? <laughs> it's like I'm getting bullied in middle school. Okay, go ahead. Um, 1999, when Human Clay came out, I took I took some acid. I was like How old were you? 16, mm-hmm. 17. Okay. And uh I took some acid and I and I that 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 and you know, listened to Creed. And I listened to Creed and I took I walked for like 4 miles and I didn't eat for like 2 days. And I just some it, good acid. It was real good. And it it kind of changed me in the way that like I I was raised religious. I was raised religious. It took me a long time to shake that stuff off. But he spoke to that sort of feeling of being sure. young and being unsure of your place and, and, and still wanting to believe in some sort of en- entity that sort of shapes you and that has your back. And it's just there's a lot of stuff there. And if you really sit down and listen to it, that's what he was doing. And, I mean, I thought he was good in the same way that everybody thinks Jim Morrison writes good lyrics when they're fucking yeah, 14. I you know? fucking hate the Doors. But you're, anyway. You're like, oh, this guy's so deep and Scott whatever. Stapp. Yeah, so I was into it, dude. 
I mean, I'm not saying I'm into it now. I liked uh, My Own Prison. I remember that. I, I, I was like in junior high when that came out. Yeah. I liked that a that lot. That was 1997. I yeah. think uh, Higher is still like, it's, it's one song. of those songs that I, I still like. I think when we did our secret, um, you know, our, our, our secret songs. I Creed as music <laughs> insiders. Hey, you know, the, it's, a, it's a great, Higher was a I great thought, song. I thought you were going to be joking and then you gave us the most sincere answer <laughs> of, of like why you like Creed and now I just feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> what were the other songs that didn't make the cut? Because, I mean, what song by Creed were you going to put on this mix? Or it just didn't fit? It just didn't fit. I was going to maybe put the opener on that album. Mm. <clears throat> it's called Are You Ready? And it's basically, he wrote that song. Because they self-financed that first album themselves. And they did it in like a week. And it sounds shitty. It doesn't sound great, but it blew them up. It sold millions of copies. So then all of a sudden, they're like super huge. And he wrote this song about how... Um, everything is going to change for him. Like, everything is going to change. And, and he, it did. And, he, and it did, <laughs> and he has a countdown, and he counts from 10 to 1 in the song, and it's just kind of a cool way to do it. I always just thought it was kind of neat. And there are different parts in my life where I, you know, where I'd get a new job or I'd do something, and I and I would listen to the song, and it would remind me of that time when I was younger and, and trying on to acid. change yeah. on acid and become the person that I wanted Less to be. Less religious, more smart. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Listen, it all the Dude, it is, it is wild how important it is to take the right amount of drugs in your life. You yeah. have to. Like, you have to take just a little bit, but not too much. To but you do crazy. have to do some. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I recently did, uh, I was in Utah, and I was talking to other people in Utah uh, who grew up there. And you talk to them about their, you know, you start having a great conversation because people are all, especially if they're comedians, you have this bond. And then you talk about, drugs and alcohol and then you realize that like there's parts of the world where people have never done any drugs or even had a drink and it's mind-boggling is utah one of those utah was one of them i was talking to somebody and we were talking about drinking and i was like you know i don't and you know me i don't really drink that much anymore but they were all like i was saying oh you know i used to since i was 16 i would drink every day thursday through saturday uh and and they were just like we're so glad you're better now. I'm like, oh no, I'm. I didn't have a problem. I just decided to slow down. Like, also, that's only three days. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not even that baller. I know. I'm not going to go Anybody into the real stuff, it. but that's that's how most people are, or with drugs and everything like that. But um, <clears throat> is this when you were doing dry bar? Yeah, I'm this surprised was, you didn't shoehorn that in. Uh, anyway, um, my point is that the people that have this like different childhood and, and it makes sense. Like I could see how Creed and we had another guest on who talked about uh, loving Christian rock. Like you grow up in that, in that environment that they speak to those people. And then, and of course, well, I would that's also how they got like, a following. I'd also like to mention that the, the things that you're taught when you're a child, you can tell a child anything and it takes, it's really hard to shake those things yeah. off and to find your own belief system. And you know, that's when you, you start doing that around that time. And I really think that time when you're like 18, 16, 17, your, your worldview starts to really solidify yeah. uh, your own worldview right. starts to solidify. And that's why I go back to those songs that you guys are roasting me for, <laughs> which is fucked up when I'm the guest on the podcast. I, it just I, come in so hot out of the gate. Just the like, Limp just, Biscuit stuff. I fucking like, hate Limp Biscuit. It's like I walked in the room and you just trip me and then you smash an egg on my head. It's like I'm trying to That's open how up we here. welcome people yeah. in yeah. Chicago. It's brutal. Did you get into Alter Bridge too then? Or I did. Okay. Yeah. 
I liked that's Alter the Bridge. Side project. They're uh, still around. That's, of what Creed? Yeah, my friend is their uh, is their uh, lawyer Ro- uh, groupie Brian. He's a, a lawyer in um, in Florida, and uh, they used to come to town, and I'd, I'd be like, ah, I can't get into this band. They're okay, but they're good guys. Well, let's get into another great song that you have on this list. This, this is the best one on yeah. the list. How Simple, Hop fans. Along. What a great song. What a great song. How did uh, you hear about this band, Hop Along? So the the lead singer is named um, God, Francis, Francis Bean. Uh, no, it starts with an I. It's Francis, and then she has like a weird last name that I can't. Spell. So this is this is how I got into Hopalong. When I started doing comedy as an open micer, Francis's dad, who's in his sixties, was also an open micer. Get oh, out of yeah. here! No shit. That's awesome. In Florida, we started doing comedy together in Florida in oh, St. I Petersburg. didn't even know that she's from there. He's a lawyer. Get out of here. Yeah, he's a lawyer, and he was the... It's Paul. <laughs> he, he was... I mean, he we were open micers, so I'm not going to talk about it. I didn't his. even know she was from Francis Quinlan. Yeah, it was, so his name was... Uh, we used to call him Diamond Bill, and we used to hold up diamonds when he would come. Like, cause he had was, a, and a he, similar thing with an old guy that yeah. did stand up. And there. he was old, dude. And he was old, and he was like, oh, my, my daughter and my son are in a band. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, we've heard this before. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, they're called so-and-so. They're from Philadelphia. His he, story doesn't pan out. No, he's 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 from Philadelphia. All right, all right, I believe you. Anyway, I just I believe what if it was the guy made up this whole story. That would be hilarious. Yeah, so um, I I liked the song Waitress. You guys know Waitress? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And well, I was Painted Shut was the last CD, physical CD I ever bought. Oh, wow. So I was like... <laughs> I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Your kids are in Hopalong? He's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, If when she comes by, we could go see her or whatever. I never did, but she came to Orlando once. and and uh, So anyway, that's how I got into Hopalong. I know her dad. His, his name was that's uh, hilarious. Jim, Diamond Jim. Jim Quinlan. Quinlan. And he was... He was so inappropriate. He would go up there and he would tell jokes about 12-year-olds taking baths and, like, just... It was wild, like... So uh, you didn't know the band Hop Along until Diamond I, came into I knew your life. Waitress. I okay. knew the song Waitress. Right, but you I didn't... liked it, but I didn't know the band. And then when I met her dad, I kind of got into the band, and I was like, holy shit, they're amazing. And mm-hmm. so this song is so good. So good. And it got me through a breakup. I went through a really terrible, disgusting, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching period of sadness. And the line where she says... Um, how simple my heart can be frightens me. Don't worry, we'll both find out, just not together. Yeah, that kind of helped me get over that breakup, and I listened to this song hundreds of times. You can hear about his breakup on the podcast "Singles Only" coming soon. <laughs> but uh, no, that line is, and that's funny. Um, when I listened to this again, because this song was on my mixtape for a long time, yeah. and then uh, after I saw it on your list, I put it back on my list, and then I remembered. That's the outro where she says that in on repeat. It's just right. such a fucking crazy line. Really it makes is. you go back and listen to the whole yeah, song. Yeah. It's it's such a good song. I love Hop Along. They're like they're, one of my favorite no, bands. No, they're a great band. I wish they would put out some more albums. I'm going to put Truly. that. Here's the line. It's uh, yeah. She's so, so awesome. 
She had a solo project too, right? She did, yeah. I like that song on that too. That's how I knew that's how I remember her name. But yeah. Um They like literally just played like a festival like right before COVID. Right before they and were like supposed Logan to come Square, back. I yeah. They were really on a roll. I mean, they were hot shit. They were in Rolling Stone. They were really kind of gaining some steam too. They were one of those bands that uh yeah, like I, I've always wanted to see live, and I, I wouldn't. That I, was that was how I first saw him. Was uh, we were doing a show at Sub T, and I know the guy that like runs Sub T. Yeah, and he was like, "What are you doing after your show?" And I was like, "Nothing." And he's like, "Go upstairs." He's like, "You'll like this band, I promise." Oh, nice. He goes, "I have to listen to your stupid playlist every week." He's like, "You'll you'll love this." You'll love oh, that's this how you found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that's and amazing. One hundred percent right. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, this, this is, is her dad. That's hilarious. Is he still doing comedy? No, he he stopped. Didn't make the cut. No, that's great. We should encourage people to quit doing comedy. <laughs> More people should I quit. posted on Twitter. I did a show on Wednesday, uh, and me and uh, another comedian, Greg Kennedy, I said, you know what? From now on, in 2021, the way I'm going to be better is... When people don't have a good set, I'm not going to say good set anymore. And that's like. I never do. <laughs> I don't even tell people good set when they have a when good set. When they have one, right? Yeah. No, so I always say when they have a good set, but I used to say like good set, like nice try if it was bad. But now nice I'm just like. Try. I'm not, I wouldn't say nice, nice try. nice try to me, I would be in the bathroom. No, crying. I would. I would say it would. I would treat it like saying nice try. I would yeah, say yeah. good set instead of saying, ah, you yeah. did your best. But um, now, I truth in comedy, I'm not going to say it anymore. <laughs> One time, me and Ross bombed together. Ross Kelly, Ross friend, Kelly of, the friend of the pod. Uh, and uh, an audience member came up to both of us in the parking lot and said, uh, yeah, yeah, I know everybody wasn't into that, but I got what you yeah. guys were trying to do. <laughs> I like when people say that to people. But no, I uh, I, I think that that's... Uh, when I was very early on, uh, I was st- just started working at Coconuts down in... Like my fr- I think it was St. my first guest set at Coconuts, right? The Great first time they venue, had... Yeah. They had told me, hey, you can come and you can do spots. So I was like super green and super nervous. It was like a Wednesday. There were like four people. There was like no big deal. I'm like posting on Instagram. Ah. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm new and I, I do the set and I'm walking out and Steve Reynolds, who's a comic that works there, goes, oh, you'll get him next time, John. And I was like, <laughs> wait, did I do? I didn't know that he just says that to people just to fuck with them. It was rough. I, I, it took me a while to get over that. <laughs> when you go back and I have. During the pandemic, I went back and listened to my first set, which you all we all thought we crushed. And you're just like, you really did not very good. (laughs) Yeah, but like not very good. It makes you reevaluate everything like, wow, like this is what got me into this. And you're like, maybe I should have just uh, stepped away. Become an insurance. Let me ask you guys this, though, before we move (laughs) on real quick. What if you because I host open mics and, you know, you can't. It's hard because they get mad at you when you don't tell them. But if you can sometimes you could just fist bump them and not say anything. That's enough. Right. What do you mean? Like you, so people if, want a compliment on the mic after. Yeah, after. No, no. I just yeah. mean in general. If if a comic has like has like a shitty set and it's you know, you're different because I've seen you run over mic. You're like evil. Like you, if who? someone has a good who set, are you talking about? I'm talking about John Silman. Okay. No, you ran an open mic that I, yeah. I liked your open mic. It was fun. Um, I'm too honest. No, you are. You're I just like for that too. yeah. <laughs> you guys are both kind of dicks to be, but I'm the I'm a. I'm a positive energy guy. No, so. you're a liar, and you're a no. Yeah, you're I'm a not going to lie anymore. That's what I just said. You're like good set, everybody. 20... I didn't even watch. I was outside looking at pictures of myself on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was outside telling people all the bands I was in. Yeah, I was handing people business cards outside. That's true. Walking by. No, so I t-shirts the... at an open mic to other <laughs> open micers. 
the rule is not understanding why people are buying my t-shirts. 2021, I am no longer going to say good set to people. Well, hold on. Truth Go back. Well, what did I? Do? What do I do when I host the open? Listen, mic? it's so bad. Nothing. I just say I think you're mean. <laughs> you're mean to people. But that's people okay. Need, and we talked about it. I told to you to be, be positive. To people. I, I do agree with you to some sense. There is uh, there are people out there straight up wasting their no, time. No, wasting I it. I 100% agree with you. That's why I said I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to perpetuate It's this. too polite. No one in the world, no other industry in the world is like where people are just expected to be polite to each other all the time. <laughs> Even at like day jobs, like you're, the people aren't. They it's cutthroat, baby. Like all yeah. right. Paul told me to be more positive when I was on <laughs> mushrooms. And, <laughs> and it changed uh, your life. It like implanted in my brain. <laughs> and just, I was like, it just was spinning out of control. All of a sudden like your Instagram days. was yeah. all like, we're doing it. Everything's great. <laughs> the two most impactful things in your life, Creed and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, <laughs> damn. At 18, it was Scott Snap. At, at 38, it was Paul Farvar. <laughs> all right. All right. This next song gets into your artist, Paul Simon, Darling. Lorraine, let's get into it. It's a six minute, 30, 630. Long song. It's a long song. This part sounds like she moves on. This is a sad song. It's a whole life in a song, it's a whole story. So the version I got was on the Essential Paul Simon. Where? What album was this from? You're the one, the 2000 album. Okay. Okay. Tell us your uh, basis for this song. Obviously, it's consistent with the breakup. Yeah. So I got into Paul Simon because my drummer at the time, when I was in a band in my early 20s. What was the name of your band? Uh, the first one was called Never the Same, and the second one was called The Breeze. Were you Christian rockers? No, I wish. <laughs> we were terrible. Does that count? Okay. So, okay, so my drummer was a Paul Simon fan, and he gave me Rhythm of the Saints. But he said, you can't listen to anything else from Paul Simon, only this album. And when you're done with this album, I'll give you another album. So I listened to Rhythm of the Saints. I fell in love with it. And then he gave me You're the One. And I fell in love with this song because for two reasons. At the time, I was in love with someone who it was not reciprocated. So I was sort of like in that like heart open space mm-hmm. where you are when somebody doesn't love you back. That terrible feeling, you know. And this was a story of a man who met a woman. And like all that idealism has been beat out of me. But when, you're, when I was a young man, I was very like sort of idealistic. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want love is real and all this. Before you got the rhythm of the saints from your drummer, did you not listen to Paul Simon at all? I knew him like sort of just, just kind of casually. Okay, but that's what changed your life. He then you got into Paul Simon, and I got which into is Paul a great. Simon. That's a great album. Oh, it's a phenomenal album. Every I, I song is great. To it. I listen to it all. Talk the time. about albums <clears throat> from beginning to end, and I and I've often said uh, on this podcast and in real life, wherever Paul Simon's Graceland is. To this day, one of my top ten albums of all time. I, I, I mean, yeah, that's how song. I feel about do Rhythm you like, of the what Saints. What do you think of Paul Simon? I like Paul Simon. Yeah. I'm just not like I don't know like a ton of it. It's kind of funny because uh, th- I know you and I have a lot. We have a Venn diagram of music where we kind of intersect. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like 
those singer songwriters, the stuff that we both listen to, I, I hear a lot of Paul Simon and a lot of those people. Yeah, I don't know I if they listen to it or not, but like Hop Along, I mean, she's a fucking singer songwriter that, that has that same style of, of writing. Um, and uh, even before Paul Simon went solo, the Simon and Garfunkel shit, but like Graceland, Rhythm of the Saints was a great one too. He um, did a he did an opera called uh, Songs from the Cape Man about a it it has the n word in it like it's pretty nice dude now I like Paul Simon if you look <laughs> if you go back and listen to it you're like damn Just like this is wild Kyle. yeah it, and uh, I mean I mean I'm even into that and it's all doo wop and yeah. some of it is just singing and it's, it's it's a lot of Spanish stuff and I mean I I'll go deep on Paul Simon I know every every song. Yeah, I mean, I uh, for me it was uh, Graceland. My brother got me into Graceland. He had the al- he had the the album, the physical record, um, which during the pandemic I sold all his records. It was pretty great. And uh, and I went and I had the CD, and I would listen to it constantly when I was uh, yeah. when I was a kid. And then Rhythm of the Saints came out when I was in I think eighth. I was I was a young kid, and I listened to the whole thing too as well. It's interesting to think about the time. The musical time when Rhythm of the Saints came out because it was like 1993. Yeah. I mean, it was like grunge, the like Nirvana. Oh no, it was before that. That they came out before, I think. Pearl Jam, like I think um, it was 1991. Well, then it was still kind of the sure. Same. It it just sort of out of it this timeless, sort of out of its era album. I mean, he's coming. He's doing. He's he went to like Africa. He's getting yeah. all these different sounds. And meanwhile, Africa like, was Graceland. But, well, but no, this was to, also this was also he went to South America, South America. Nineteen ninety right. was released. Nineteen ninety, I was right. No like, big deal. That's no why you're deal. not a music insider. Right. That's true. That is not true. Not like me and Paul. I know. Kyle, what? stop trying to to say you're a music insider. You're not there yeah. yet. Yeah, and if you're a music insider, you can email us at martypaulkyle.com. <laughs> um, Paul Simon. It was kind of funny when Rhythm of the Saints came out. Like you said, it, it was an era where everything was like it was. It wasn't traditional music that people would otherwise get into. And I remember listening to them, and my friends were being like, "What the fuck is this?" Because it wasn't cool to like Paul Simon in 1990. Nice. And you were what, like 30? I was 32. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My friends, we were all uh, getting married. We were, <laughs> we were all, It was at there. We were sitting around the cafeteria as adults. That's what oh, we yeah. did. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that makes sense. That's why. <laughs> But it was it was one of those things where I would shoehorn a Paul Simon song on mixtapes that I was making for people because I'm like like uh, there were so many great songs from this album that came out and then I got people into it because I was the tastemaker as a music insider even at 12 and uh, and that's what that's what the stuff that I'd go back to Graceland there were so many songs on Graceland that were amazing uh, all types of moods. Well, let me go back. And do yourselves a favor and go listen to Rhythm of the Saints and oh, uh, so good. Graceland. Let me explain. So why this song in particular is so good. So this is the story of a marriage from start to finish. It's a story of a guy who who meets a woman and he falls in love with her and he's sort of enamored by her and he sort of has her on a pedestal and he feels like he's not worthy to be with her. He feels like she's better than him. Mm-hmm. But there, the, the raw honesty that's in this song is really what kind of draws me to it every time. Like when he says, all my life I've been a wanderer, then he says, no, not really. I mostly live near my parents' home. Like just lines like that to where he it it sh- it simultaneously shows what we want to be as a person and what we are and and that ability to be so honest 
is really what keeps me coming back to this song. And then there's the most, the, the mo it has like almost these different movements to it. And it, it, it's almost like a, like a symphony. So there's a part where everything is beautiful. And he said, on Christmas morning, Frank awakes to find Lorraine has made a stack of pancakes. They watch the television, husband and wife, all afternoon. It's a wonderful life, right? And then immediately it'll switch and the rhythm will switch and it'll become a little faster and a little more tense in the music. And then it says, what? You don't love me anymore? What? You're walking out the door? Yeah. So it has these shades of colors of beautiful and, and hopeful and love and softness. And then at the end, <clears throat> excuse me, the way he ends it, uh, I, spoiler alert, like she dies, she gets cancer. But the only way he says that is, um, her hands like come on. Man. We, how many times are we gonna do that, Paul? <laughs> like we're just gonna keep doing that, or go ahead. Uh, her hands like wood. The doctor was smiling, but the news wasn't good, which is the only way he he shows that she's ill. And I think it's just and it just and it gets really sad. And then the outro is I'll do anything for you. Your breathing is like an echo of our love, which I think is just like such a heartbreaking line, you know? And so to go from, it just speaks to his songwriting in general, to go from like young, idealistic Frank into meeting her and then being together and then fighting and then she gets sick and she leaves him, you know? Right. And again, at that time in my life, I was like yearning for this sort of life connection you wanted life. to fall in love and then be heartbroken i wanted to meet someone <laughs> and then them to get incurable cancer, cancer. <laughs> like, I, Jesus you were like <laughs> you're like as long as as long as one of us i want to be the one that survives this yeah no that's fine well don't we all you know don't we all no, wish no. death usually on i think i want to die first yeah <laughs> i would think that for I sure think. Well, i think paul's definitely on his way i mean he's the closest let's I'm be 62, honest i'm yeah. 62 i don't know yeah you have like 30 years on me and i bet i beat you <laughs> I'm the healthiest specimen of the three of us here, for right. sure. Well, that's not saying a lot. Well, I don't know. He seems like he's in shape. but uh, I don't know about that. It looks like you have a tin in your pocket. That, that I do. Is it chewing tobacco? No, it's like the little <laughs> nicotine pouches. Uh, <laughs> God, you go to fucking Newton for one day and you come back. It wasn't oh. one day. It was a week. Oh. <laughs> it is the chew, nice. dear Lord. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I'm glad you brought the Paul Simon on this. To, uh, we don't get enough people that listen to how great Paul Simon is. And I encourage all the non-music insiders, tape heads that are watching tape uh, worms and listening, I should say, not watching. But um, Yeah, but You're the so One good. is a super underrated album. Yeah. It really is. That one's a good one, too. Yeah, I should yeah, say it's that, a too. It's a later it's later era Paul Simon, but it has some amazing... Pigs and Wolves is on there. That's a great song. Um, there's some other really good good tracks on that um i mean all his albums are good but that was probably the last well, no there was a cup fuck man i could do a whole podcast on paul simon to come back and do we a got paul two simon more songs, mix, though. Yeah. yeah we got it we got to move on we'll all go right. to the next one Brutal. she moves on just like well that song it's funny because i didn't know i didn't know that song and i know a lot of paul simon and i when you're when I started listening to it, it reminded me of the song She Moves On. Which oh, I can tell you a quick, life. before we Go move ahead. on, I yeah, want to yeah. tell you a quick story. Um, I went on a Tinder date with a musician. She was a singer, but then, you know, she wanted to get out of the industry. So right now she books shows at like a big concert hall in Florida around the St. Peter. Mm -hmm. yeah, I won't say it. Uh, and we sat in St. Petersburg. They have you. You've been there. They mm -hmm. have a 
they have a cool sort area. of a beach drive. It's a non-Florida vibe feel. And then yeah, and then you can sit, you can sort of sit on the concrete barrier between the water, and you can sit there, and there's a lot of lights, and you can look at the boats, and and you see the lights against the water, and it's kind of waving. It's a beautiful spot to just sit, and we sat together and we listened to this song together. The next song, you mean? No, or, oh, the last Lorraine one, "Darling song. Lorraine." Yeah. And I got to I got to share that moment with her and show her how cool that was, and she was like into it. And then she's we like, "You want me to die of cancer?" <laughs> yeah. Was this a first date? <laughs> it was a first date. That is a fucking haymaker to throw yeah. out. Yeah, so time. weird. You didn't get a second date. Yeah, just her. so you know, this right. is my idea. All right, thank you. Okay, so what happened? So so <laughs> you know, whatever. We dated, but that was like a moment. She saw my my musical tastes, and she was like, "Okay, I guess I'm this out. guy is all right. I'm gonna." <laughs> yeah. all right, the you second date. She was like, I've gotten cancer from listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm going home. uh, And then be like, well, you're like, it's nice to meet you, Amanda Durst. (laughs) She's like, sorry, my dad said I have to be home. Yeah, Fred said I got to be home. (laughs) All right, your next song, Casimir Pulaski Day, Sufjan Stevens. This is from uh, Illinois. Right, we're in Chicago. I forget that no one else felt celebrates Casimir Pulaski Day. Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan. Goldenrod and the 4-H stone. The things I brought you when I found out you had cancer of the mouth. Yeah, a lot of cancer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cancer of the mouth. Speaking of Kyle Scanlon Cancer of the bone is what he says. Oh, I thought he said mouth. It's penis cancer. Yeah. Why is this song on here? Sufjan Steven. Is this another cancer story? So do you not know this song? I do know this song. Sufjan Stevens, in my opinion, is the kind of like the godfather of this whole indie rock scene that we now see blossoming. Um in the Midwest. I mean, he no, was, he's, he's, he's he's a legend. He's um, amazing. He's phenomenal. This is the the reason I like this song because it you can listen to it. if you listen to it in passing, it's just kind of like jaunty, but a little sad. But you don't know what it's about if you look at the lyrics. It is the saddest song that has ever been written. Yeah, it is so heartbreaking. It's like he's a kid, and his friend is a girl, and she's a kid, and she has cancer. And like they're doing kid stuff, like kissing for the first time, and then they're praying over her, and nothing happens. Like it's just really, yeah, it's a sad song. It was so fun. I was listening to the song earlier, but I just like because you do everything through Apple, and I don't do Apple, so I like I was typing them into YouTube, and I so I put this song on, and I'm like, man, that's such a you know such a sad song. And then the song is so fucking long <laughs> that there's a commercial in the middle of it. <laughs> YouTube. So it was very it's like funny a five and a half get, minute like, a song. Fucking yeah. State Farm commercial in the middle of the song. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird little intro. Um, yeah, Sufjan Stevens. That whole album was uh, Illinois was uh, so good, and I. Um, I, I do feel like he's. I, I never listened to the lyrics on this song because this wasn't my favorite song on the album. But um, so yeah, let's get into the lyrics a little bit. So uh, for a guy who is saying that you like the melody yeah, first and the lyrics, you're heavy on lyrics. Bro. I'm heavy on lyrics. Well, I'm a writer, so I always look at the lyrics. The, the, so the, what makes the same way that makes "Darling Lorraine" a good song is is details. You put little details in a song that will kind of paint the picture and put you in the moment. Like when and it's got cancer. And it has cancer, like, which is my this favorite. This is a cancer. <laughs> yeah. know, I'm like, as long as it's somebody else. I'm yeah. the cancer guy. That's me. The cancer comic. Um, <laughs> when he says, in the morning through the window shade, when the light pressed up against your shoulder blade, and I could see what you were reading. 
all the glory that the Lord has made and the complications you could do without when I kissed you on the mouth. So that he's giving you little details of what's happening, right? Like he likes her and, and she's dying and it's a religious thing. Tuesday night at the Bible study, we lift our hands and pray over your body, but nothing ever happens. And so they have like this kind of love affair and, it, and then her father gets pissed this is my favorite. Then he line. gets cancer. And then uh-huh. he gets cancer. And then everyone is cancerous. All the glory <laughs> when you ran outside with your shirt tucked in and your shoes untied and you told me not to follow you. So what does that say? Your shirt's tucked in, but your shoes untied. She had to dress in a, in a hurry. Something was happening. Mm-hmm. And he gives you these little details that paint this picture, picture yeah. of what's happening, of, of this tension. And then if you don't listen to the song. And OK, so I do want to say this. <laughs> You're like a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. In the morning when you finally go and the nurse runs in with her head hung low and the cardinal hits the window. So that's when she dies, right? Yeah. And that's just just the uh, you know she's going to die and you know he has to say it, but how elegantly does he say that? In the morning when you finally go. I think it's just beautiful. And then the next line is in the morning in the winter shade on the first day of March on the holiday. I thought I saw you breathing. So, it's very sad. Yeah. It, incredibly sad, but also incredibly beautiful. He's a phenomenal writer. He's a phenomenal melody writer. And I just think it's one of the most beautiful songs on earth. And it's one of the only songs that you can listen to in two ways. If you don't pay attention to it, you can listen to it in passing. If you really, if you challenge yourself to open up to your own emotions, it will give you cancer. <laughs> I I remember listening to this album for like the first time in my buddy's van, like right after moving to Chicago and like, I was like 21. Yeah. And uh, we were just drinking 40s in his van. Nice. (laughs) That's a very Kyle-like. And uh, and yeah, I just like was like, oh man, this is like such a great album. This is so different than Sticks when I grew up with listening to Sticks and Doobie Brothers. so much better than Breaking (laughs) Benjamin. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) I think it's funny because like Kyle and I like... Uh, sad songs about breakups and like you know heartbreak. You take it another level. Yeah. Where you're like, <laughs> you're like cancer. What if, what if what if she didn't break up with you? What if she died of cancer? <laughs> We're gonna change the the concept of a heartbreak to add a level of death. Like yeah. how much yeah, sadder? I like that it's in the first one. It's like a, a woman getting cancer, and in the second one, it's a child. <laughs> The, the last song on this playlist is going to be a baby getting it's like The next one is we're going to have a mass terrorist you are killing. A baby. You are I like this next song because he's a survivor of a mass <laughs> shooting and he gets to talk about the details of everybody dying around him. Yeah, you take the sadness no, to a, a new level. I have a, a darkness in me. That is true. No, get out of here. <laughs> I can't see that. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, shocked. Well, no, but I do, uh, aside from the cancer, <laughs> <laughs> Sufjan Stevens is a very highly underrated artist. I remember in the early aughts where he was kind of like a darling. All the Rolling Stone, you everyone wanted 40s? them. Yeah, it was when I was in my 40s. And uh, and I, it was kind of like one of those things where like they were pushing him hard, I think, on, on Rolling Stone and Spin and all those places. Spin but, pushed him a lot. And then I was like, I didn't, that kind of always turned me off. But then when I got the album, I was like, all right, I really like, 
and I also liked it because I mean, all the songs were Chicago themed, and and you know, it was all the. Yeah. It is funny though to claim you're gonna. Didn't he claim he was gonna do an album about every? every state? Yeah, <laughs> he did he one did other like, one, right? He did, he did like three, Michigan, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm not. How that's, am I gonna do Idaho? That's that's, that's <laughs> the most relatable thing to me he's ever done. Is he <laughs> completed? He's like, say he's gonna do a giant fucking project and then do like two things on it, and then be like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Kyle likes it more now because he's <laughs> underachiever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that about him. Yeah. Kyle likes the underachiever aspect. And, and John, you like the fact that he has a song about cancer. Yeah, it's yeah, like win yeah. wins for everybody. everybody. He's hitting all the right notes. Is huh? butter, what's the last song? <laughs> the last song on your list. I'm so scared. I'm scared. To know <laughs> I don't know what it's going to uh, be. It's this, is, uh, this is Sleep on the Floor by the Lumineers. Okay, I can't imagine this It's called this Sleep being... on the Floor because you have cancer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is an uplifting song because like, I knew oh, we were going to go through this. <laughs> So I picked the last one. I picked a good one. Sleep on the floor is another word for death. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a nice way of saying death. (laughs) God damn. God, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, Pack yourself a toothbrush, dear. Pack yourself a favorite blouse. Take a withdrawal slip. Can I tell you something that bothered me about this song right away? Go ahead. Uh, the first lyric is like pack a toothbrush, and then in the music video, they're always brushing their teeth with uh, their finger. Is that what you it really? Did you watch the video? Yeah. It bothered me. I didn't like it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't like that. when they lyrically put the li- or when they literally put the lyrics in a song where it's like we're running down the street, and then you see that I'm like, well, it was like what you said earlier, like not being so like obvious with like lyrics and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Like, not that they were in this, but I, I, I like that too. Like, I like a little. Uh, let me figure it out on my yeah. I, li- I like pretending that like before I look up the lyrics to a song like pretending I know what it's about and then fi- and then like really like way being too emotionally connected to the song and then finding and then out. looking up and, and it was like, like not at all I'm what not, I, yeah, oh like my god close. I have the greatest story about that before we get into Lumineers I thought there was a song by Dave Matthews called Christmas Song when I was a kid and it came out and I thought it was about this like love story and his heartbreak it was about Jesus. <laughs> I was like, he's talking about Christmas. And then my friends were all high. And I just remember being like, oh, this song, I like how this song's about the woman. They're like, that's Mary. And I'm like, what? And they changed everything. I'm like, I'm not, I hate fucking Dave. And that's when I stopped listening to Dave Matthews. But, that's a good um, call by you. <laughs> um, Get out early. Yeah, There's no right. cancer in this song. I'm done. Lumineers kind of blew up really what fast. What was that song that they had? Ho, that, hey, yeah. hey, hey, yeah. ho. Home is... Are they that one? They went from home I remember. Is where the heart is, or yeah, home is where you you are with me. Is uh, that them? No, no. They they had a huge song. They've had they've home. had a string of huge albums. No, I think you're right. I I'll look up the song, but they went from like playing Shubas, which is a small small room in Chicago, uh, which is an amazing concert venue, to like doing United Center. I think they yeah. were scheduled to do. It was like overnight. It went from like. I remember being like, oh, they're a good new indie band. But then all of a sudden, everyone you talked to was like a Lumineers fan. I was like, so they're how like, are you? They're like the U2 of that, of their the scene. genre. Yeah. They, they blew Ugh. up the biggest. Okay, so what, what were you? Okay, so I have a couple things to say about the Lumineers. One is, is they are in the same, they're hard to dislike. But in the same vein, they're hard to like really like take seriously. But I do like a couple of their songs, and this is one of them. And this is a song... Um, about about growing up and letting go of expectations and just picking up all your shit 
with somebody you love and just getting the fuck out, which is a romantic notion when you're a young person, I think. You know? Sure. Uh, do you guys you guys remember Everclear? Yeah, of course. Of course. Remember that Everclear song, uh, "Sparkle and Fade"? Yeah, where it was like, "Let's quit our jobs." The, at the album, yeah. Let's, well, let's quit our jobs at the record store. Let's just drive away. This is the same kind of feeling, and I've always throughout my life liked that kind of feeling of just this freedom of getting to to find somebody, do what you want, and let's just go. Now, as a as an older man, uh, it's not as realistic or romantic, but but. Back then, it's it's a it's a pretty cool notion, and it's very hopeful, and I and I see how a lot of people would uh, connect to it. So I like this song because also it's about it's about letting go of your sort of religious that what I was talking about earlier. You know, le- your religious upbringing it says forget what Father Brennan said. We were not born in sin, which is like getting to say, well, we get to form our own lives now, and I think that that's a cool notion. So that's why I chose this song, and I think it's also very hopeful. The um the other song, Kyle, you're thinking of is Ophelia, Ho Hum, Stubborn Love. Those were their big hits. Ho Ho Hey is the big the big song. That, How does that go though? I can't even remember. Ho Hey, it's just uh, you that's it. It's yeah, like a much. minute and a half. <laughs> the crazy thing about that song is it's a minute and a half, and it literally changed that band from like nothing to overnight one of the biggest bands ever. A minute and a half. Was it in a commercial or something? Yeah, Why they get it wasn't a it wasn't a commercial. I think they got, they I, got that some. was like now it's TikTok. That's how like musicians make money this is the song let's see if i can find it for you before it was oh yeah 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 yeah. that's enough we don't want to pay them any money (laughs) um yeah i i can see what you're saying where it's like it's it's uh like kyle he picked up his bags from newton illinois to come to chicago based on this song nice (laughs) no it was i had been here for eight years i think at that point (laughs) um why don't you say it's as romantic when you're older? Aren't you picking up your bags and moving to New York City? <laughs> I'm moving here. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's just different as things solidify. I always think about it. Think about my life as a as a wide open V when I was younger. Like anything, the possibilities are endless. It's like you know what I mean. Like two, just the. The radius of what I can accomplish and do in my life. And as I get older, I feel like it just closes more and like more. A closed V. A closed V. The V, f- and it's like, yeah. this is all I have, an and this is it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm near. Watch it, Paul Simon. Lowercase yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think you can, uh, you can still. Uh, I mean, do you, I would, I would, I'll put that question to you two. Do you still find the romance in the daily humdrum of your lives that you did when you were like? Not when you say it like that. (laughs) No, not, not at all. (laughs) I'm miserable. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) I hate everything. That's my point. Like, you know what? It's like you used to be like hopeful. You know, remember you used to be. I still am. I'm a very, you're, you're, you yeah, guys are you're negative young. people. I'm younger. <laughs> I'm younger. He's so old. He's young again. I'm young. Yeah. I, I'm you're born again, yeah. if you will. Um, no, I think that, uh, I think that um, it's definitely something that um, I, I'm, I always think I'm a silver linings person. So like, I always see things that anything's possible until like my dreams are shattered. Right. Yeah. No, I, you are a pretty positive person. I'm a positive person. It's disgusting. And, and real, but then on when I come home, I'm just by myself crying and like motherfucker. Sure. Sure. Yeah, now up. that Fucking I Kyle. understand. <laughs> now that I yell the same thing, I Kyle. Just, <laughs> but no, I I do. Uh, I try to think of everything in a silver linings way. Like um, 
I've noticed. But I also don't listen to songs about cancer all day. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to be positive when all the songs end with cancer. That is true. Well, that's why I wanted to end on this one. I think it's uplifting. Um, yeah, I sometimes it's it's easy just to not say anything. You know, if we go back to what we were talking about. You know, hosting the open mic and doing all that stuff and telling a comic they have a good set. Sometimes it's just better to just not. Yeah, I think I think that's the the one thing we we've all hosted open mics here and uh, and everyone listening has too. <laughs> all seven of them. All seven listeners of the podcast. No, I think uh, I think you're right. I think that there's a lot to be said. Um, but yeah, we did it. We we finished your we mixtape. And uh, only We're very two, depressed. Only two cancer deaths. Yeah. And I've only cut myself four times since we started playing this. <laughs> There's only two songs that ended with death out of five. Not bad. It's a new record here on Make Us a Mixtape. Um, if you've got a song list about cancer, message us at paulmartymixagmail.com. No. Um, John, where can people find you in your sad mixes? Uh, Silman Comedy on Instagram. Okay. Uh, we're going to go out with the song that uh, might bring back some more memories for you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another edition of Make Us a Mixtape. Uh, thank you, Kyle, for sitting in so ably. Hold on. Creed's on. <laughs> Are you ready? I've been ready. <laughs> Kyle Scanlon, where can people find you? Uh, at Kyle Scanlon on Instagram. What's at your Kyle other Scanlon podcast? On Twitter. My podcast is called Basketball Stories. Where we talk about stories from basketball, and then I'm at the Lincoln Lodge pretty and much I, every weekend until I <sighs> until you die of cancer. Okay. Uh, I'm Paul Farvar. Marty DeRosa uh, will be back soon here on Make Us a Mixtape. Thank you all for listening.